Hello, hello. <clears throat> Welcome back to episode 5 of my Star Wars podcast. Now, I'm recording this episode on April 4th. I mean, <laughs> April 6th. And the last two episodes were about the trilogies, as in the prequel and the original. So, I just thought it would be sense, it would make sense, it would be right to make this episode today on the sequel trilogy. Now, there's so many things I could talk about regarding the sequel trilogy itself. I mean, I know many people love the sequel trilogy, and I know that there are many people that hate it, and so... Regardless of the thoughts, regardless of what you think, regardless of everything, there is some, I believe there's some good canon storytelling and a good continuation of the original trilogy and the prequels to this trilogy. Me personally, I do like it, and I, like I mentioned in my first episode, my rankings from the movies would be The Force Awakens is the best. The Rise of Skywalker is the second best, and then The Last Jedi is the worst, essentially, but I don't think any of them are that bad. <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, obviously in The Force Awakens, we get introduced to, you know, a new set of characters, new side characters, as well as some old characters, you know, Han, Leia, Luke, etc., Chewie, C-3PO, and R2, but, um, we really get a sense of like these people or we think we think that these people came from nothing we don't know who Ben Solo oh we, excuse me we don't know who Kylo Ren is we don't know who Ray is until it's later revealed to us in The Force Awakens obviously we find out about halfway through the movie that Ben Solo or Kylo Ren is Han and Leia's son, Holmes was training with Luke at the Jedi, at the New Jedi Order, and you know eventually fell under Snoke's influence and was, or or I guess you could say Palpatine's influence and was manipulated by Palpatine into joining the dark side and you know throughout the sequel trilogy. Kylo Ren was really conflicted throughout, you know, like, throughout the whole thing, he was super conflicted, and it was obvious, when he killed his dad, he was, you know, he was torn apart, I think that's what the movie says, Kylo Ren was torn apart from doing something that would really solidify himself as a Dark Lord of the Sith, even though he wasn't even considered a Sith, I believe, just, uh, dark side force wielder but what's interesting is you know obviously we know that in the end of the rise of skywalker you know he's redeemed you know kylo ren is redeemed and returns to his ben solo person persona i guess you could say that is after his mother his mother sacrifices herself for him you know, during the Battle of, on, uh, one of the Avon Force moons. Um, 
as we know, is where the second Death Star fell. I'm sorry, the Battle of Endor, Endor's moon. And Rey, when Rey and Palpatine were fighting, you know, obviously, I mean, Rey and Kylo Ren were fighting, you know, obviously Kylo Ren won. That is until, you know, she sacrificed himself for, for you know, for both of them, really, for Rey and for Kylo Ren. At this moment, it was really interesting. Out of out of anger, Ray, you know, stabbed Ben Solo. He was redeemed, and Ray stabbed Ben Solo because you know she also had felt that Leia had died, and through her anger, she used the Force. I mean, not the Force, but through her anger, which is a dark side feature, killed or not killed, but stabbed Kylo Ren. And, you know, eventually we know, we also know that Ray healed, healed Kylo Ren, Force healed him right after that, and that um, Ray didn't want her to see herself, you know, ending up on the dark side throne, so she tried to self-exile herself on Octo, where Luke was, you know, the first Jedi Temple, you know, the last secret first Jedi Temple, and, you know, I I didn't really like that part. I felt like it was dumb. Like she didn't even know what she was doing. Um, yeah. So I didn't really like that from her or from the story. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's just so many things we could talk about. You know, the Last Jedi. You know, the Last Jedi. Such a controversial movie. I mean, man. Like, where can you even start from that movie? And I know the fan base mostly, well, mostly straight up hates it. And I don't really, I don't see why they hate it. The only part that's stupid is, you know, adding Haldo and then the light speed crash and then Cantu going with Rose and Finn going to Cantu. I think that's kind of dumb. Um... Other than that, though, I think, I mean, I think it's pretty cool how, you know, they have to run away from the First Order, who's tracking them, and there was a battle on the planet of Crate, and Luke, being the greatest, being one of the greatest Jedi ever, used a crazy power, he, you know, he made himself, he used the Force to create a fake kind of image of person, halfway across the, the galaxy, you know, that's just, it doesn't really get much stronger than that, to say the least, so, at that point of the movie, we can really see, and it really clears how, clears up to us how Luke, how Luke really was one of the strongest Jedi to ever live, in my opinion, he is probably the strongest, the best, you know, in Legends, he's portrayed as this, like, demigod, you know, knowing, being able to do basically everything, you know, and, um, so I think that movie was cool, and it set up Ray. I think it set up Ray and Kylo Ren in, like, a good place, like, it, sh it really showed the conflict, conflict between both of them, you know, Ray with her dark side origins, and you know, because she's a Palpatine, and Kylo Ren, or Ben Solo, with his, his, 
his family's origins, you know, Anakin was a Jedi and then converted back to a Jedi. You know, Leia, we all know Leia, we all know Han, obviously, you know, so I think it did a good job setting up the return or the return of Ben Solo, you could say. And I think that's pretty cool in my opinion. Another thing I wanted to talk about was the Mandalorian show. So Mandalorian, super popular, um, super popular show, right? So many people have hopped on Disney Plus to watch it, and Mandalorian takes place, I want to say, like nine years after Return of the Jedi, and like twenty-five years before The Force Awakens. So there's a gap between the Mandalorian and the sequel trilogy now i think it's going to be really interesting when season two drops you know it's dropping this october the end of october 2020 so i feel like it's going to be super interesting how we're going to see how much time really passes in in the mandalorian universe or yeah the mandalorian show that can really set up you know a connection between those two and obviously, Star Wars is like all about connections. Obviously, there's 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 many movies and shows that just link with one another. I mean, there's so many examples. But um, the Mandalorian, and obviously season two is not going to be its last season. This will be a very popular show that could lead up maybe even to events prior to The Force Awakens. I think that would be a really cool idea. And you know why maybe the Mandalorian wasn't in the sequels, maybe because he died, or something along that nature. Where was maybe Yoda? Where was, you know, Ahsoka or someone else that could have been alive in the Mandalorian but didn't make it in the sequel trilogy? And so, I don't have many theories, but. Obviously, my main theory was that Ahsoka took Baby Yoda to a hidden Jedi planet where she trains her own new Jedi Order, or her new hidden Jedi Order, and, you know, keeps him away from the world, as the Sith did long, long ago, but now she's reversing the role as the Sith are not in power, per se, but, you know, with the First Order rising, there is a danger against Force wielders. On top of that, now that I mentioned the First Order, I kind of want to go back and really, I don't think there's any info on this, but, you know, how did, how did the First Order rise, you know, like, who was the first person to say, hey, I want to build a new, you know, new galactic style empire, empirical type order, like, who, who said, oh, I want to go back to the dark side and, you know, do what the empire did and, the rules of the galaxy now i don't know but i feel like this is all obviously manipulated or created by palpatine and now i say this because snoke was the leader or the supreme leader of the first order and obviously we know that snoke is a clone to palpatine right so with that being known, 
we know that Palpatine was really the one who was pulling all the strings behind behind the scenes in the sh in the hidden planet of Exegol. And um, I think that's cool, but I would really just want some like more information how it grows, like you know how they came to create everything they have, Star Killer Base, you know other Star Destroyers and whatnot. So I think that would be super cool, and like Captain Phasma and General Hux and everything. I think that's just cool. Um, something that kind of ties into the First Order would be the Resistance TV series, and I know not a lot of people watch that, but I watched it myself. There's only two seasons, but I really like it. So the seasons take place like slightly before The Force Awakens, and then like after the force awakens i want to say i want to say it's probably like before the force awakens and then after like the last jedi or during the last jedi because um we know that so so the resistance is about you know a spy for the first order for the resistance named kazuda ziona you know he goes to this kind of planet water station and he's on there spying for First Order activity. And he finds out that the First Order is kind of like trying to take over this planet secretly and manipulatively. Um, we see that and we find that out. And the biggest character, honestly, in in the movie, in the series would probably be Poe. I mean, yeah, Poe Dameron. Uh, General Leia is shown a little bit, but very little. And then I think Kylo Ren has one scene. Same with Captain Phasma and General Hux, they have a couple scenes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this could also talk, because it's before The Force Awakens, so maybe there's some connection that can show us, like, how the First Order was trying to, I guess you could say, quote-unquote, diplomatically take over planets before using brute force and whatnot. So, you know, with that being said, I just really, really want to see how everything came to fruition and how it all eventually was what it was near the end of the sequel trilogy, obviously. Um, another cool origin to see, and I know a lot of people have talked about this, and I think there's some comics. There are some comics, but I myself have not read them personally. I just, I just like know about them. Um, Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. <clears throat> So, Kylo Ren, right, we all know he he was going to get killed by Luke, and then he defended himself, that fully submerged him to the dark side, he destroyed Luke's New Jedi Temple, and fled. I believe, well, I don't know exactly how he became the leader of the Knights of Ren, I think he killed, probably killed the previous leader of the Knights of Ren, I think that's how it is, so all the knights that were shown in... The Rise of Skywalker like bow to him or like listen to him as their master. I think that's pretty cool. So we know that Nets of Ren are force sensitive, but they really don't use the force all that much. They're just like Sith, like like dark side of the force followers, something like that. And I, th I heard they've been around for a while, many many years, but I cannot confirm that. Um. So, I, I really have to get to the comics, though. I have to 
read the comics myself. I mean, I haven't done that at all. And man, the Knights of Red are so cool. Like, in the scene, they were showed walking on the Star Destroyer in the Rise of Skywalker. That was so cool. That by uh, Kylo Ren, I just thought that was sick. You know, and then when they were chasing Rey on the planet, I forget the planet, but when they were chasing her, they all look like such cool characters, so tough, deadly, menacing looking, and terrifying, really. But, you know, at the end we saw they're not really as strong as it seemed. You know, they were they were like 5v, 6v1ing Kylo Ren, and he had just a blaster. I mean, he didn't even have a blaster when he fought him. They hit it out of his hand or something. And they were beating him up pretty bad. Like, you know, they have these weird weapons. There's a lot of weapons they have. But as soon as Ray transferred the lightsaber over over to Kylo Ren or Ben, Ben Solo, you know, they, they their immediate reaction, they took a step back and, boom, they were just scared right away. I mean, to me, I think that's, that's kind of weird. How, you know, like these warriors with such, but they're even force sensitive. These warriors who are the Knights of Ren with their own powerful looking weapons got, they all got pretty much destroyed. They all got killed by Kylo Ren right there. I should, I should stop saying Kylo Ren. He was Ben Solo at the time. Um, So, they all, yeah, they all easily, all six of them immediately got killed by. Ben Solo, and I think it was six. I might be wrong. It might be like five or seven or eight. I'm not sure. I think it's six, though. Now that I remember. But, yeah. You know, we really... I really want to start to get to know the Nats of Ram better and maybe, like, each of them and their backgrounds and how they became to be. I'm going to have to read the comics soon. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And one of the last things I wanted to mention was um, Palpatine, his role, and, you know, kind of like the whole Exegol thing. So in the original script of the movie, Kylo Ren was going to go to Coruscant, to the Jedi Temple, to the deepest, deepest, most secretive level on the Jedi Temple, only available to the Masters. He was going to go there and look for this... Sith holocron, or in the movie they called it a Sith Wayfinder. I don't know why they did that. I think just people wouldn't know what a holocron is, but you know, holocron, wayfinder, same exact thing. This holocron would have been in the Jedi Temple, and he was going to go there. And there was some artwork in the Red Skywalker art book. We saw that, of course, not, which in the prequels had a population of about a trillion people was empty. Coruscant was empty and ruled by wolves. Empty, empty, empty. And I think this would have been so cool, you know, going back, seeing the statues of the Jedi, the Jedi Temple, and then walking, watching Kylo Ren walk through there, you know, as his family did before him. I think that would have been so cool to me, honestly, and how no one was really at the temple. But instead, you know, Mustafar, with the, with the guards there, and at Vader's castle, front of the way, I think that was pretty cool too, but would have made for a better scene the other way. 
And you know, Exco is this weird planet looking thing. I mean, it's, is it underground? Did he go up? I really have no clue. I think he went underground, but that doesn't really justify why there's this big floating black thing on top of where he went. I mean, Palpatine being alive, cool, crazy, I don't really like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And, yeah. Overall, I really don't think the sequel trilogy is that bad. But there are a couple parts that could be improved. So, that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode. Um, thank you guys for watching. Please, please, if you like this episode, give it a share. You know, give it a share, give it a like, you know, follow it on whatever streaming service you're watching. And, yeah. Thank you very much. Take care, and may the force be with you.